Hi everyone, welcome back to another podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined with Lucas. Lucas, who lives in Germany, is trained as a banker, has practical experience through internship at an investment map company called DGE Capital AG from Munich, and is a self-taught macro and above all commodity analyst and trader. Lucas is also a partner in a marketing agency and works as a financial controller. And moreover, he writes a newsletter called The Commodity Report, which is all about commodity developments and how to trade them. Lucas, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, the first question I have for you is, can you explain where we are in the cycle? First of all, uh, thanks for having me, Max. Uh, I was really looking forward to today's podcast. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some macro and commodity stuff. Where are we in the cycle? Um, hardest question, of course, first. Um, you could argue that we saw the fastest economic cycle in history based on these unprecedented actions of politics and central banks, um, which now comes to an end. Um, I think it won't be a bad ending at all, but um, this cycle definitely comes to an end. Um, in general, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, differentiating the market in different market regimes. Um, I think we're currently in a in a long term deflationary but um, short term inflationary environment. Um, I mean, the world economy has still big challenges to to solve besides COVID. Um, biggest currently are, for example, climate change, um, and there are big investments needed. Therefore, I'm optimistic that this investment potential will sustain the current economy, um, the economic cycle further. What we currently see is um, declining growth expectations on a very high level. Uh, for example, if you look at the PMI's numbers uh, from the US. So my guess is that the world economy will grow further, but on a slower pace than the recent month. Um, my opinion on this is that's still good. Um, and probably, anyways, a healthier speed. Awesome. Um, thank you for that. That was very well put. I think, um, you know, you've mentioned inflation, deflation, uh, time horizons, as well as growth expectations. Do you have any thoughts on um, the labour market, for example, its stickiness, um, employment expectations, wages, etc.? In my opinion, wage growth is, is a real thing, uh, which will intensify over the upcoming months. Um, I think this isn't um, priced in, in the actual inflation expectations right now. Um, but I think, on the other hand, we will have declining, declining factors um, for uh, inflation expectations. And so um, over the next yeah, two months, inflation expectations could be a bit, bit stickier. Uh, but longer term, I think these expectations will retreat and get back to a healthier level. Uh, that's my take on this. Yeah. Awesome. And to go further on within the macro space, what about rates? Mm -hmm. I think this has something to do with the tapering event we also see in the US right now. Uh, my guess is that uh, next week on Wednesday, Jerome Powell will announce uh, the tapering is planned. Um, and usually this has the effect of a flattening yield curve, which means um, we will could probably see lower low yields um, at the at the long end of the yield curve and um, higher higher yields at the short end. 
It's also where I um, still have an open trade um, for shorting the five-year treasury bonds. Um, there's uh, still a, a large gap to fill there. If you look in the emerging market space where we have, for example, Turkey or Bra Brazil, um, they really have different problems um, where we see very, very high inflation, uh, very high consumer prices, uh, double-digit numbers. Um, but honestly, um, my focus is more, more on the US, the Eurozone, and um, yeah. The, the emerging market is not my my main playing field. <laughs> awesome, that's that that was very well put. Again, um, and what about your supply chain expectations and and management? Mm -hmm. um, so overall, my my take on this is that I think we already um, saw peak peak um, in supply chain issues. Um, I think these things can resolve. Um, very quickly, we or what I do um, is look, for example, at the Baltic uh, Dry Index, which is a shipping index. You can see uh, very good that this index is peaking. Um, if you go in the commodity space, um, for example, futures contracts is the US hot rolled steel contract is a very good um, example, which was going just exponential exponential higher um, since the COVID crisis cause all these supply chain issues and um, now you can see that this is also rolling over awesome. um, and in general i think this will uh, lead to lower commodity prices in certain sectors like for example the soft sector um, and it's also something i'm looking forward uh, yeah to trade in the next weeks and months well perfect let's carry on from the soft commodity sector um, can you explain what that is and why it interests you? So in general, soft commodities are um, very tangible products like uh, cocoa, coffee beans, lumber, or sugar. Um, so these are products of everyday usage. The way they trade on exchanges in form of futures is very different from bonds or stocks, which makes them so interesting, in my opinion. Um, you also need to have a very different approach of analyzing them because they are driven extremely by supply and demand. For example, we spoke uh, about uh, supply chain issues, which are a big part of trading them. Um, so they're very sensitive in this way. Um, moreover, you need to understand the pricing analogy and future curve behavior um it's it's a very challenging environment uh, but that's also what i what i love about it um but there are not only soft commodities i mean um, there are other sectors like uh, grains metals meats which i don't personally trade and of course energy um yeah perfect but what's your outlook on certain commodities year to date month over month week over week future outlook over the short medium long term mm-hmm yeah, so in general, I would say we will see a weaker performance in general. Uh, lots of mean reversion. Um, for example, many soft commodities we already spoke about. Uh, for example, I would uh, name cotton and sugar. Um, those are two setups I have uh, on my radar at, at the moment. I think these are commodities where we see a lot of mean reversion. Um, yeah, but... In general, I would say it will become much more difficult to navigate uh, through the market uh, because basically everything went up since since uh, the COVID crash um, and it was pretty easy also in the commodity space to make money, honestly. Um, and I think this is 
it's going to change him. Interesting. Um, and how, how does rising rates and, and tapering affect these commodities? Does it affect some more than others? Um, in general, you would think um, that tapering and rising rates would mean um, weaker commodity prices. Um, but honestly, things have changed a bit here. Um, if you look at the dollar, usually uh, a strong dollar is bad for commodity prices. But this year, um, they have a high correlation. So it means basically a higher US dollar means also higher commodities. If you if you uh, lay the US dollar price over the oil price, you can see this in a pretty good way. Um, but if supply chain issues resolve and pressure is escaping from the energy sector too, um, those forces should uh, work again. So to answer your question in general taping, Tapering uh, leads to higher yields as well as a higher US dollar, which tends to be a load factor for commodities. Um, but uh, in my opinion, we have we have to observe this correlation between um, the the US dollar and um, commodity prices because this correlation, which uh, worked many many years, is um, off at the moment. Um, so yeah, we definitely have to watch that. What about oil specific? What's the global supply and demand situation there? Yeah, it's uh, definitely tricky. Uh, I mean, the energy sector is just going through the roof. It's not only oil, it's also natural gas. Um, yeah, I think prices will stabilize uh, in this particular order. First of all, the winter, if the winter isn't too cold or won't be too cold, um, prices will come off from 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 their current highs. Um, I think the expectations are very high already on the energy sector. Um, and if the winter isn't getting as cold as many people anticipate, um, the the current storage that we that we have will be enough, and prices come back off. Um, I think this is also very very interesting for natural gas where there is a lot of talk about low inventories, especially in the in the US and in the Eurozone. But in, in my opinion, it's all about um, the weather forecasts for, for the winter. So um, I think this is something uh, people should keep in mind. Uh, a warmer winter in the US, in my opinion, will lead to lower energy prices. So let's move on to the market. Um, what's your playbook? Um, when it comes to stocks, I must say I expect a year-end rally for rest stocks. Um, immediately after tapering um, is getting announced uh, next next week, in my opinion. Um, but on the other hand, I, I take it as it comes. In general, um, I have a quite unique approach of identifying situations in the market, um, which is based on fundamental, technical, sentiment, seasonality, um, and also cycle analysis. And for example, if you take the cycle when the president uh, gets elected um, and the year after that, which is the year we have right now, uh, we usually see um, a year-end rally. And from a cycle standpoint, I also expect um, that um, stocks are grinding higher and therefore I'm also one of these guys who is still buying the dip. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's very well put. Um, and are you overweight and underweight specific sectors and regions? Um, not any sectors in particular. Um, see, I have a toolbox of 
about 40 different underlyings that I trade, which are mostly commodities, but also some uh, financial instruments like uh, rate products um, or the S&P, Russell, um, NASDAQ. Um, yeah, so I'm not going deeply into any sectors, um, but what I also find interesting is uh, China. Um, I mean, they had a huge sell-off because of uh, the policy changes they, they, they made. Um, I think China is something um, we have to put on our watch list for comeback in 2022. Um, and from a commodity standpoint, I expect to see many sectors to mean revert, uh, which means declining prices in general. Um, but this is also from a commodity standpoint. In general, stocks, I think, will going higher. Perfect. And um, what are your thoughts on diversification versus concentration of a portfolio? Mm -hmm. I can tell you how, how I think uh, it works for me. Um, so I, I achieve diversification via using different asset classes, which are not very much correlated. So for example, uh, many commodity sectors aren't correlated with the stock market or with the bond market. So this is a way for me to achieve real diversification. It has become very, very difficult in general to diversificate yourself um, if you don't trade commodities. I mean, uh, the bond market and the, the equity market are um, going, going the same way and have a very high positive correlation um, over the last months and years. Um, so this is also something, um, yeah, um, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to watch very closely, um, if you really want to achieve, um, real diversification. So commodities could be the way to do that. And um, the last question I have for you, Lucas, is, um, how much life is left at the party and, and how will it stop? I think if you could say that with certainty, you could make a lot of money in the market. Yeah. Um, but I have a ground rule, which is never fight momentum and money flows. Um, see, this bull market is going as far as it goes. Um, in my opinion, tapering won't stop it. So what I do is I keeping my stops tighter and I adapt to the market environment as it comes. Um, using my, my, uh, my techniques to analyze the market. And um, yeah, this is how I play this market environment. Amazing. Thank you so much. That's a great note to end off on. Where can we find you on the internet? Twitter, anything else? Twitter under Macro Lucas, you can find me. Um, otherwise, you can Google me via uh, lucas-kumale.com. Um, so that's it. But if you if you follow me on Twitter or look at my posts, um, this would be enough for me. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, Lucas.